After COVID-19 brought the world to a screeching halt, teachers and students of all ages were forced to go digital. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all of the newest technologies and strategies that educators are using to help close the gap between the physical classroom and the virtual classroom. So stay tuned for news, exclusive interviews, and more right here on Virtually Educated, WPCZ LPFM Demarest. From heading home, going to the country, Georgia music from the soul Georgia. of Georgia's musicians has always been the soundtrack to our lives. Georgia. And Georgia radio has been right there with you wherever you go for almost a century. Quiet times. And when it was time to get up and let the good times roll. We're America's broadcasters and the great radio stations of Georgia. This year, radio turns 100 years young. And we're just getting started. Coming to a device near you, the very best is yet to come. For more on the centennial of radio in America, visit gab.org slash radio 100. This message brought to you with pride by member stations of the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. What is up, Lions? Thank you for tuning back in to Virtually Educated. This is Savannah Richards. And in my show, we're going to talk about all things digital education, distance learning, whatever term you want to use. Uh, it's something that we've all had to deal with a lot this semester here in colleges uh, and in high schools and middle schools and elementary schools as well. Lots of teachers trying to find new ways to connect with students. And from what I've seen, a lot of them are doing that through social media. And I hope uh, later on in some shows to have some teachers from TikTok and maybe some on Instagram come and do some interviews with me. But for now, uh, stay tuned because we're going to have a high schooler come in and give her perspective later on in the show. So stay tuned. You're going to want to hear that. Real quick, I want to share a story uh, about a conversation I had with an old teacher of mine where she mentioned to me that she doesn't know for sure whether or not we're ever going to be able to go back to fully in-person instruction and that's really daunting, especially for those of us who have had to deal with it this semester. The idea that, you know, we might never get to a place where it is safe enough or that it is entirely back in classrooms. So whether whether or not that actually ends up happening, it's all up in the air right now, as are a lot of things. I think it's something that's really important to explore and to look into how we can use digital media and social media and all of the media outlets that we use on a daily basis, no matter whether for education or just for entertainment, uh, how we can use those to better educate the next generations. So stay tuned for some interviews and we're gonna talk campus news a little bit here later, uh, right after this short break. Chill and relax from your day in class on Easy Friday, where we will smooth your mind with some smooth jazz and R&B. In our show, we will discuss the news and opinions on our campus and our state and nation to keep you informed. So join in and unwind your mind with Easy Friday on Z98.7, The Jazz Lion. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards bringing you the latest news update for Piedmont College. A little bit of controversy has sparked on campus here in the last couple days regarding the COVID-19 fan policies, 
which have banned students and parents from attending any on-campus sporting events. Much discontent has been expressed by fans, athletes, and parents alike at this new policy, speaking out against the alleged hypocrisy of banning students from outdoor sporting events, yet allowing them to gather for Farn Arts performances and cab events. To read more about this, check out the official editorial titled, Really Piedmont, Is That Your Best Excuse? on PiedmontRoar.com. Despite the restrictions being imposed on athletic events, the fine arts programs on campus are still opening their doors to community audiences. Come see Carousel in the Swanson Center Made Stage Theater, playing on Thursday, February 25th to Saturday, February 28th at 7 p.m. and on Sunday at 2 p.m. Every audience member will be required to undergo a temperature check upon entering the building and must wear a mask throughout the performance. All ticketed groups will be seated approximately six feet apart to get your tickets. Go to our socially distanced performance of Carousel. You will have to call the box office at 706-778-8500 with extension 1355. One more time, that was 706-778-8500 with extension 1355. That's it for our Piedmont News Update today, Lions. To keep up to date with what's going on around campus, make sure you pick up your copy of the student newspaper, The Roar, and newsstands located in the Commons, Library, My Center, or any of the academic buildings around campus. Reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College, I'm Savannah Richards. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards, and I'm here on the phone today with uh, my sister, actually, and we're going to do a brief interview uh, because she is a high schooler, and we all know that it's been really rough for high schoolers this past year or so uh, with everything that's been going on with COVID-19. I just want to take a minute and introduce Noe Richards, who is my sister. She's a high school student here in Georgia. I'm not going to disclose what school for personal safety reasons, but how are you doing today, Noe? I'm doing good. So can you tell me a little bit about what your high school experience has looked like uh, within the past year, as opposed to your freshman year, because you are a sophomore this year, right? Yes. So you actually got to have the first half of your freshman year in person normally, correct? Yes. How has it changed due to uh, COVID? Some things have gotten harder. Some things have gotten easier. Can you give uh, me an example? It's harder whenever, like, Zoom calls mess up, and you can't really get the notes you're supposed to. Testing is easier because you can kind of just Google the answer if you don't really know it. Not sure if you should be admitting to that on air, but I'm not going to blame you. It's also just like workload is different. Teachers feel like they can give you more work now, so they end up giving you a lot more work than they did in person, and it's just a, a whole different experience. You're definitely not the only person I've heard that from. I've heard from a lot of different high school students, uh, and even in college, that professors and teachers have a tendency to give more work than is probably necessary or that we would have done in an in-person classroom, and it adds mm -hmm. up quicker. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know if it's just the lack of motivation to do it sometimes or if it's just a difference in teaching styles, but it just feels like there's more work to do because they think that you're at home and you don't have 
Zoom calls every day, so you're not in class. And so they can give you a little bit of extra work because they're not quite certain if you're learning everything. And I see why, but at the same time, it's like, do I really have to do like 10 assignments in one day? It's just like sometimes I can't get into Zoom calls or I can't get into actually do my work because our Wi-Fi is slow because there's too many people online. Sometimes it's actually just our websites that we use for school. They just crash because there's too many students on them at once. It was more at the end of last year. They've kind of fixed it now. Mm -hmm. But Zoom calls, like, sometimes it's the teacher's end and the school just doesn't have the Wi-Fi to hold it for the day. I had it happen today. My uh, orchestra teacher, she couldn't open up her Zoom call for us to have class. I've had it where I've spent 30 minutes trying to get onto a Zoom call and just ends up doing different work because I can't get on. Is that typically how they fix the problem if they just can't make it work so that you can access Zoom or Google Classroom or whatever you're using? Do they just assign work for you to do that day and expect you to complete it? Yeah, they sometimes assign work. Sometimes the teacher will video themselves. They'll send out emails with the information that we were supposed to do. And so as a high school student and you're taking uh, some fairly advanced classes for a high school student, how what works better for you? Are the Zoom meetings better when you can interact or do you think it works better for teachers to post videos? Just what in your experience has made your life easier as a student? For like math and stuff, it's easier to like have someone actually like showing me how to solve the problems and stuff like that. And so I know my math teacher, he records our lessons. And so I sometimes, if I don't get something, I'll take like pictures of the screen and then I'll go back and I'll rewatch the video after a lot. Uh, but for classes like social studies, I don't need as much like that because I have my book that I can read from and I have assignments that we do and all of that. So you so do better self-teaching in some subjects and being taught in others? Yes. Okay, yeah. So a lot of studies have been done recently, and I'm not sure if you've heard anything about this, but suggested that uh, high school students, especially, who already kind of have lower mental health, we were running into a lot of mental health issues starting very young for students now. A lot of these mental health issues have been exacerbated by COVID and by the isolation. What was that like for you as a freshman halfway through the semester suddenly being stuck back at home all the time? Well, uh, it was really like I had made friends. I had made friends with some seniors and stuff too. And it really just ended, like, my relationship with a lot of my friends really quickly. They were people that I could normally get advice from. And then I just had never gotten any of their phone numbers and stuff. And so I like, I couldn't get, like, much help from them with work or if I wanted to talk to them and stuff. A lot of things got cut short just by COVID and stuff. I got a chance to go to my first homecoming freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to go to this year's or any other school dances or anything really with school. I didn't get to have any of like our band banquet or 
orchestra banquet or anything like that. I got my letters through the mail. I didn't get to have any of my teachers hand them to me or anything like that. Were there any kind of like online alternatives to doing the in-person? We did have like a mini little like orchestra banquet at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. But we normally, I didn't get anything in orchestra, but it was just weird because I just sat there in the kitchen on the Zoom call. I really missed like not getting to do the band banquet and hearing what our show was going to be for the next year and all of that stuff too. Have you been happy so far with how your school has handled the pandemic? Yeah, they seem to be handling it really well. I know of a few teachers who have had students get out. I'm not in school. I don't hear about all of it, but. Because you were offered the choice to either go back to school and do in-person classes or stay home and Zoom only, right? Yes. Uh, I chose Zoom only for at the beginning of the year and then in the middle and now for second semester, mainly because I heard like different teachers haven't been doing too well with going back and forth. And so they sometimes prioritize one over the other. I know of a few teachers who are just like, everyone's like, oh, they're the same in or out. So it really just depends on the teacher. Yeah. It's just, I know that I can do well on my own. So why take up a seat that someone else who might have family issues or might not be able to get a lunch for the day. I'd rather stay at home and be fine since I have a computer and I have the ability to mm -hmm. to keep up with my work and keep up with myself while doing it. So I'd rather like give that seat that I could that I would be filling to someone who really needs to be in school, you know. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me. I know you were just getting off band practice, so thank you. Uh, this has been Noe Richards reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College. I'm Savannah Richards. As we continue to battle the COVID-19 pandemic, always make sure you continue to practice social distancing. Stay at least six feet away from other people. Do not gather in groups. Stay out of crowded places and avoid mass gatherings. In addition to everyday steps to prevent COVID-19, keep space between you and others is one of the best tools we have to avoid being exposed to this virus and slowing its spread locally and across the country and the world. When COVID-19 is spreading in your area, everyone should limit close contact with individuals outside your household in indoor and outdoor spaces. Welcome back, Lions. I want to talk a little bit about something I was just having a conversation with uh, before I came in to do the show. Uh, our graduation here at Piedmont being, once again, uh, no guest policy. Uh, that seems to be a policy that Piedmont has going on a lot lately between the athletics and graduation and some different club events. Uh, it's It's very hard to make a judgment call on something like this because we do have a global pandemic going on. I think it was actually declassified as a pandemic, but I mean, it's still obviously a huge problem. We still have lots of people catching COVID. Uh, the numbers were increasing last I saw uh, near my hometown. And it's obvious that the educators are going to try and do what's best for the students. And I realize that Piedmont in this case is, is trying their best to keep us safe. 
Uh, I will be one of the people to speak up a little bit about athletics and what's going on because I think that this is important uh, to digital education as well. Obviously, this is a school, but I think it goes a little deeper than that because athletic events and things like, you know, the theater performance, which is still going on and cab events, which are still going on. These give us an opportunity to socialize and to kind of look at life as normal for a little bit. And I think that that's so important for mental health uh, for students, especially with everything that's been going on with the pandemic and how isolated a lot of us have been from last March, whenever all of this started to today. Even if we are back on campus, there's still a physical boundary uh, between us whenever we talk to our friends now in classes. We, we still have to stay six feet apart. We still have to wear our masks. We're doing everything we can to keep each other safe. But it's just it's always lurking in the back of your mind that there is a really dangerous virus that could at any point in time affect you and affect your family. So there's this constant stress going on both in the minds of college students and high school students and most everyone in the world right now. And I think it's so important to be able to have events safely that give us a chance to forget about it for just a moment. And it's obviously still really fun to be able to sit in your dorm with your roommates and watch the soccer match or whatever on stream. But it's just never going to be the same as being able to go out to games and cheer. And so whenever we talk about banning people from coming to outdoor events, like with any of the athletic events right now, whether it's lacrosse or soccer or volleyball, it's just I have trouble seeing the reason why we would ban students from coming out to support their teammates or their friends in those events, but still allow us to have cab events where we are arguably still in close quarters. We're still in the same amount of danger. Uh, from everything that I've seen as far as the CDC guidelines go, being in an outdoor space like a field or like a stadium is safer, especially if uh, whenever our players go to away games, they're still going into stadiums where there will be fans there for the other team. It's just, it's never going to be a perfect situation, but it, I understand a lot of the frustrations from the athletes. I mean, I'm not an athlete myself anymore, which is why I feel comfortable coming out and talking about this is because I know that nothing I say is going to come back on me <laughs> in any sort of way. Uh, whereas I know that some coaches for some sports have spoken about hey keep keep your voice down about this let's not cause a fuss because we want to be able to play through the season I think it's gotten to a point where it's really uh, a sticky situation for everyone where you're being threatened basically hey if you say anything about this if you speak out about this issue then we're not going to have any sports at all I think that that's a little harsh I mean, especially if we're talking about seniors who are already losing a chance to, you know, have their families come to graduation, have their friends come to graduation, you know, have those senior experiences here in college uh, to then also be told, hey, there's a possibility that if someone opens their mouth about this, you're not going to get to have your senior season. That's already something that a lot of people had to deal with last year. And Seeing as the NCAA guidelines overall haven't banned to fans, I think it's kind of harsh to put them in that situation again this year. But that's just my personal opinion on it. And I think that overall, sporting events and these events that we can safely do 
we should absolutely safely do because of the mental health aspect. I mean, right now, even high schools, you see uh, like band practices are still going on. My sister right now is doing Winter Guard at her high school and she's really enjoying it. And they've managed to go through an entire band season without having a major COVID outbreak. And these are high schoolers. These are these are kids who are with each other all day long and they're in close quarters and they're practicing and they're playing instruments. And if they've managed to do it and if the different high school football teams have managed to do it, I don't see why we can't do it here at Piedmont, especially as adults who know how to, you know, stand up and make our own decisions about our safety. So that's my take on this whole issue. And I won't I won't talk about it too much longer. We're going to go into the weather from here. A brief weather report for you after this short break. In Georgia, sports are legion. Athletes are legendary. And the voices that painted the pictures are timeless. Larry Munson. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail. Steve Holman. Albanese Wilkins has become the all-time Hawks scoring leader. Ernie Johnson Sr. Skip Carey. The Atlanta Braves are National League champions again. Al Serraldo. West Durham. 10-5. Touchdown Atlanta. Ernie Harwell. That one is long gone. Danny Reed. And since the beginning, we've brought it all to you instantly. We're America's broadcasters and the great radio stations of Georgia. This year, radio turns 100 years young, and we're just getting started. Coming to a device near you, the very best is yet to come. For more info on the centennial of radio in America, visit gab.org radio100. This message brought to you with pride by member stations of the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards bringing you the latest weather update for Northeast Georgia. I think it's safe to say that it's a little on the chilly side out there. Luckily, it hasn't been quite as cold around here as it has been in Texas for the past few days, but we're still looking at a high of 45 degrees and a low of 39 degrees. We're also seeing anywhere from a 50% to 20% chance of rain throughout 9 p.m. tonight, so make sure you have a jacket nearby. Tomorrow will be much of the same, with a high of 51 degrees and a low of 36 degrees. But, despite a 10% chance of rain early on in the day, you can expect the sun to make a brief appearance sometime around noon. Currently in Demarest, at 4.22 p.m., we have cloudy skies and the temperature is 43 degrees. And moving right along, I don't want to harp too much longer on this because I just, you know, went on a little six-minute spiel about it, but... Uh, Talking about mental health and students and athletes and events and all of this that's going on and all of these new variables that we have to consider, or I should say that school administration and educators have to consider. Um, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from some different Georgia high schools, just from talking to my sister and her friends and at the church I work at where I volunteer with student ministry and children's ministry. Uh, really impressed with the way that some different athletics programs have managed to keep things going. And I know that obviously we've had these different teams, whether it be college football or NFL, who have had to step back or cancel games because of COVID outbreaks. Overall, I managed to go to the Grayson High School uh, versus Collins Hill High School Georgia State game. That was the 7A Georgia State game this year. And it was an incredible experience. The way that these Georgia high schools have managed to keep their boys in line enough, keep the football players in line enough, and get them devoted enough to do what they need to do to keep COVID off 
off of them to keep COVID out of their team to make it all the way through a season in the midst of a global pandemic. I was just so proud. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, I'm a Grayson High School alumni. I loved my high school so much. Um, And I was super proud to be able to go back to one of the games. And I've noticed that a lot of that has been going on. There's been a lot of depression and there's been a lot of harshness that's been going on with this year. Uh, But as well, if you look into high schools, I've been super impressed with how some of these kids have managed to completely turn it around and make something good out of a terrible situation. I mentioned earlier us not being able to have people at our graduation. I know we're not the only school that's doing that. I'm not complaining about that because I understand why we're doing it that way. Um, But also to look around at some of the news of like drive-through graduations and all of these super creative ways that high schoolers and that teachers and administrations have found to still bring in some interesting experiences and to still make memories in high school. And this is something that has been talked about a lot this year, and it's homework and assignments that you do in high school. The amount of work that was given to high schoolers, especially early on in the pandemic, was overwhelming for many of them. Uh, And this is not me calling out the teachers in any way, shape, or form, because this was obviously a situation where no one really knew what they were doing 100%. We've never had to completely 100% online educate large groups of students before. And so teachers early on were trying to figure out where is that balance of work that I can give to students that will still help them learn the material and learn what they need to learn while also not overwhelming them. And I've talked a lot about my sister. I'm hoping to have her actually come co-host with me later if she will humor me. Um, but there were days over break when we were both at home because we were both in quarantine where she was waking up early, early. I mean, we're talking 4 or 5 a.m. to get on to start doing her schoolwork before everyone got on to do their schoolwork for Gwinnett County Public Schools e-class because our Wi-Fi is so bad at home that the site crashes as soon as too many people get on, and she was getting marked off for late work whenever she just couldn't turn in her assignments because of technical issues. So there have been all these, all of these problems that have been going on with workload and with making things work through technology and with, it's the, the problems are endless. We had the whole little Zoom bombers thing going on earlier this year, which I personally thought was kind of funny. I know if I were teaching in a classroom and someone decided to, <laughs> come in on my Zoom and start displaying inappropriate or just not relevant videos, I would be pretty mad. But from what I've seen of some different like funny blooper clips videos, it's entertaining now. It's entertaining for someone like me to look at, but I can understand how educators could get so frustrated or how students would get so frustrated with everything that was going against them in their education. And at this point, it was entirely put on high school students, we're talking 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year olds, trying to teach themselves, trying to educate themselves, even if their teachers are doing their best to help them in every way they can. It's different from being in person. I mean, we noticed that here in college. I can only imagine how hard that would have been for me as a high schooler, because I'm not 
the best student now. I never have been. I've never been the highly, highly motivated student who can study for hours on end. My brain wanders really easily. And I always said that if I had to be high, uh, homeschooled through high school, I probably would not have graduated. And if I did, I would not have graduated with as near as many you know, honors under my belt or as many as good a GPA as I did. Um, it would have been a disaster for me as a student if in high school I had had to go completely online. I don't know that I would have ended up where I am today. I don't know if I would have made it into a college that I wanted to go to just because I know that how I learn is not built for online. <laughs> it's just not how my brain works. And so I've been super impressed to see the amount of high schoolers and the amount of administration and educators who have put together the work through this past year to pull it together and make the best out of this situation. And the fact that we still have students who are graduating and going on digital field trips and finding new ways to get that high school experience that prepares them for college and for the world going onward. I mean, I think it deserves more more attention. I think it deserves more people being impressed instead of just sitting back and noticing the bad and complaining about all that's going wrong. And so going forward, I'm going to talk about that a lot. We're wrapping up our show here today with with this little spiel from me of appreciation for all the teachers and the administrators out there here at Piedmont uh, in elementary schools, middle schools, high schools for just doing the best they can for their students. And we're going to talk a whole lot about that coming up next week. And hopefully I'll have a teacher here for us to interview. So thank you for tuning in to Virtually Educated. And I hope to hear you back here next week. Thank you for tuning in to Virtually Educated. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tune in again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another 30 minutes of exclusive talk and interviews right here on Zeke 98.7 FM.